welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Cool, okay, hello, welcome to episode 433 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very, very, very well. It's, uh, um, it's that time of year, isn't it, when we, we discuss food and mood a bit more and you prepare for your autumn detox? Yep. Uh, quite interesting that I stuck a thing up on Facebook saying about detoxing this time of year and I got a whole load of people coming back saying, oh, yes, I'd like to do that. Can I have a copy of the detox and all that kind of stuff? So we'll put it up as a resource. Cool. For the- we will indeed. We will, and we'll discuss it in great length. Um, because yeah, I mean, we do it a couple of times a year, um, but it's always fascinating. <laughs> I've got a bit going on in, in, the, in the garden today. I've got lots going on. I've got yeah. Well, I've got quite an exciting little life at the moment. I've got Greg in the back garden building as a new bike store, so we're better set up for uh, storing all our masses of bikes and charging them outside and uh, mm-hmm. uh, keeping them dry in the winter. Yeah. Win- winter is approaching. Um, and yeah, shall I, shall I give a YouTube for those watching online on YouTube? Yeah, I think, I think you should. I think you should. So very exciting. So I'm sitting down and usually a bit more mobile when I'm recording, but I'll just quickly get him up. Oh, isn't he sweet? Oh. Everyone say hello to Cooper. I'll put him back hello, down. Cooper. He falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little, uh, there's a little litter of dogs was, uh, arrived on planet Earth a few weeks ago. Well, he's ten, nearly ten weeks now, and uh, mm-hmm. we were alerted to their presence. And uh, yeah, yeah, bit of research and little low maintenance. Hopefully, little extra family member. And do the kids love him? They are besotted with him, obviously. And to be honest, I am as well. He's absolutely gorgeous. Very, pretty chilled out. You know, he's got a good playful side that we're, uh, we're <laughs> instilling him as well. And he's. Uh, it's funny how quickly this kind of life can change. It's, it is, you know, similar, akin to a baby arriving, although... Uh, yeah, yeah. All, all of a sudden, you can't really remember your life without them, you know? It's strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully it'll be a good podcast dog as well and he won't be making too much noise and uh, so far so good. But we'll crack on just in case he starts barking. It is- is he house trained or is he in the process? He's in the process, yeah. Doing really well on that front, to be honest. And I think, you know, he, he spent eight, eight, nine weeks of his life with a family that were looking after him early on. So, uh, yeah. Obviously, instilled some good little habits in him. And yeah, he, he's tiny as well, which is, you know, mm. so it's not like clear, clearing up after an elephant or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very excited to be joining that that world of, uh, of, of, of dog owners, which, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot more, lot more pets on the. I'm actually, you know, quite interested in the kind of low carbon pet side of things, so that we do things environmentally correctly, and you know, we're not going to be driving him around. He's a bike friendly dog. We can take him around in a basket or in a uh, some kind of. You can get rucksacks for pets now and all sorts. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have Nanny Pam who has Ollie dog, who's a Bichon. And when she takes him out, she takes him in a pram, a special dog pram, 
to where he can walk and then he'll walk for a while and then when he's had enough he'll say can I get back in the pram get back in the pram okay yeah that's like my kids man flipping egg love it yeah um so yeah I won't talk too much about the dog I promise um and he might well he might be on Instagram quite a bit but let's talk about the episode in hand and just a reminder live in the present uk is where you go for all the show notes and links and we can download the uh Sean's 13 day detox because yeah so you've got two annual kind of detox um I, I've, I've always i mean ever since i was in the ashram i've uh, i've detoxed a couple of times a year um and it's not usually that onerous people think it is but i mean what i do is i wind down on food um over a week and then i have three days um on fluids and then i wind back up on food again um most people, when they do the 13-day, will lose five or six pounds um, when they go through that process because they're eliminating the amount of calories that they are used to whacking in their body, you know. Yeah. So so for you personally then, I mean, a, a little disclaimer as well, which is included in the PDF that mm. our bodies are all different and, you know, you should probably kind of consult with a kind of medical professional if, you, if you're worried or, you, you know, because, yeah, we don't all work the same internally. So, But for you yeah. particularly, Sean, what is it about this kind of annual cycle that, in terms of your relationship with food that, that works for you? How come, I guess my question is, sh- should we all have kind of, sh- should we need to detox or should we kind of be in balance through the year anyway? Well, the, one of the problems for us as a society is that we have endless food. So, um, and it's the amount of sugars and proteins that we're continually stuffing down our throats that we never would have done from an evolutionary point of view, is in this kind of urbanised, industrialised phase that we're in, where we can do that. Um, but, I mean, people wouldn't have eaten protein for, they you know, only would have been like a couple of times a week, maybe. You know, the rest of the time they would have been on um, high fibre vegetables and fruits and all that kind of stuff. So we don't, we don't live as hunter-gatherers, which is what we are, we're designed to live. So the, the doing, doing the detox kind of does uh, reflect that a bit, like we were saying last time about 5-2 diets and all that kind of stuff, yeah. hunter-gatherer style. Um, but for me, uh, it's quite a good discipline because it means that, you know, when you come off the sugar and the coffee and the alcohol and if you're a smoker, you're coming off nicotine and all that kind of stuff, you're doing the whole thing, that maybe for the first time in a long time, your body and your mind, your emotions and all that kind of clarity feels like it hasn't felt for quite a while because suddenly there's nothing interfering with it. Mm. You know, okay, this is the real you now once you get rid of all that stuff. Yeah, um, it's funny you should say that actually. So during the summer holidays a few, what, what a month ago or so, our family uh, was struck down one by one by the norovirus. Oh, right, yeah. Um, which I haven't experienced for, for it's been a few years, really. <laughs> so I was up through the night. Um, uh, yeah, you know, doing what you do when you've got um, the virus. Yeah, going through a natural detox. Yeah, well, it was. And it, it felt actually like uh, a bit of an extreme, extreme de- detox. And I have felt it before, you know, when you, when you go through that process of going to the bathroom and getting rid of toxins. And you get that weird kind of euphoria at the end of it, um, which feels absolutely amazing. Obviously, your, your body's being flushed with chemicals 
and you kind of realize, ah, that's it. I'm done with this stage. <laughs> but you kind of, it got me thinking like, wow, this feeling that is caused by a rush of chemicals plus getting toxins out of my body is amazing. Like, is this what life should feel like all the time? I think what the, the kinds of things that happen to me physically when I detox is um, I feel amazingly lighter. Well, okay, your colon's empty. So, I mean, you've lost a bit of weight, okay. But um, the it's as though someone's oiled my joints. It's, mm. it's like the, the anti-inflammatory effect of not filling your, your face with all the additives and, and all the bits that we do. Suddenly my, my joints feel like someone's gone around and oiled them. Uh, and I feel kind of looser. And the weirdest thing of all is that when you get into the, the deep end of a, of a detox, I mean, sometimes I do this three days on fluid in the 13 days. If it was warm in the summer, I might do a week. Um, we're just drinking fluid, not doing any food. But you'd think that you haven't got energy. You think, well, you know, I must be really tired or something like that. But actually, you use something like 35% of everything that you eat goes into digesting the food that you've eaten it takes it takes that much like over a third of your energy to to do it and if you're not if you haven't got all that stuff to do with a third of your energy actually you feel more energized you don't feel tired and sleepy usually once you get into it you now feel like energized so i in, in on the fluid days i would be drinking honey water and lemon and the lemon's a cleanser the honey's got that kind of sugar and it keeps your blood sugar up and and it's warm, so it's like warm water. So, um, and and that as a fuel, just the lemon and the honey, is enough to to keep me trucking, and I can do more. I mean, I'd, I'd still go for a run, and go and do me, you know, three to yep. five k, whatever. Would be all right. Yeah. Cool. It's yeah. I mean, uh, sorry for the bike analogy, but I've got a friend who recently had their bike serviced. For the first time in a while and they had been using it a little bit again um but they had it serviced by a, a mechanic obviously changed the cables you know greased everything lubed everything up and they just felt like the massive difference it made they, they feel like they were floating on air all of a sudden and that you know i've experienced yeah. that um mm. and it, it's the same with our bodies isn't it you know they, we, if yeah. we go through that process you're like oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> this is what it's meant to feel like <laughs> yeah <laughs> One of the things that I um, say in the detox is um, about sometimes when you stop eating solids, your system locks down, and especially if it's not used to it, so that people can, can become constipated because there's nothing going in the top end to push it through. So traditionally, you'd, you'd have enemas. You can get an enema syringe from the, um, the chemist quite easy, and uh, you just insert that and squirt a bit of water in the right place, and it all kind of swirls around and cleans out, which is okay. Um, the other way to do it, which I tend to do, and it, it's something that is is a habit and it's something you have to practice, but I would drink uh, a, a quart to four pints of warm saline. So it's, it's the saline keeps it a light um, body. Um, it's like your blood. So it's the same, same uh, salinity as your blood. So it, it just kind of uh, goes through. You don't absorb any of the salt. Um, okay. But within about 40 minutes of drinking four pints of warm saline, it's coming out the other end. Okay. Uh, yeah, 40 minutes to an hour. And you're actually flushing yourself right the way through. Ah, interesting. Uh, which, is, which is really good because it means once your system has stopped um, functioning, you've still got all the, 
the plaque and the and the dead lining of your gut, which doesn't get an opportunity to flush out. But it's amazing what comes out when you do do the the flushing through. Uh, interesting. Okay. Wow. That's you something I, haven't, uh, I mean, I've heard of enemas. I haven't, I haven't experienced one. I've done it, but I, I'm interested in you know doing things like that and cleaning everything out in in, in yeah. the most efficient way possible and the safest way. Possible. But, but it's extraordinary once you have stopped eating and you've been flushing yourself and then if you do do that kind of mouth to to backside flush like i i do i do that once a day and uh, it's amazing what comes out of you um you know wow. and it, it, it is all the the plaque and the crap that's kind of lining the tube that you never get rid of really yeah you know? yeah so amazing. I, I, i'm doing my prep at the moment you see so this 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 green slime is primarily spinach but it's got some apple in it and a few bits and pieces and so i'm preparing my system for the for the big flush is this for the big 13 day detox preparation because i think your blog says you're going to start it a week from now is that right yeah yeah we've got it'd be like the the beginning of uh, of october and so when are we 21st yeah so week a week after after so after and into next next week next monday tuesday i'll mm-hmm. start I'm so, just winding down over the week. The following Monday, Tuesday, I'll just be on fluids. Yeah, go on. And we'll just give us a quick, a quick thirty-second stages of the thirteen, the thirteen days. Then, so what process do you go through? So each day you exclude a food group. So if you're a meat eater, day one all the meat goes, day two all the fish goes, and you're working your way down the food groups until you end up. Um, after a few days, you're increasing your fluid intake all the time. Um, you're down onto a day of cooked vegetables, a day of raw vegetables, and then a day of, of fruit. And then at that point, it's choice time, because now you can go on to the... Um, people very often have a day of fruit juice, a day of just honey water and lemon, a day of fruit juice, and then they work their way back up again, reintroducing the food groups until they're back up to their normal diet. Obviously, if you don't eat meat or you don't eat fish, you're going to be jumping in quicker which might mean you have longer on the fluids, choices, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, some people think, no, a day on fluid I couldn't do. So maybe they just have a day on fruit or just a day on raw vegetables or a few days on raw vegetables and then start working their way back up. All the time you're cleansing your system. Yeah. Uh, if you do go on to the fluids, you've got the chance to flush if you want to. Um, so burn. So, how, so you do you, in the middle of it, at its most extreme point, if that's the right word, are you on a day of just fluids or do you extend that to two or three days? No, I, I would be doing three days. So I would, um, this time of year, I do a day on fruit juice, a day on just honey, water and lemon, a day on fruit juice, then a day on fruit, a day on raw vegetables, a day on cooked vegetables. I'd work my way back up to my normal diet. Um, and, and like I say, on those fluid days, I would be flushing. So, um, mm-hmm. which is an, obviously an optional <laughs> Thing. people get a bit squeamish about um about the idea of, of doing a self enema like i say you can get an enema syringe many a uh, chemist um with, ex- with directions as to how you do it um but it what it does it keeps your system flowing one of the problems can be when people detox without cleaning their gut is that once the gut locks up because you're not putting stuff in you've got to keep drinking lots of stuff um, is you can start reabsorbing toxins that your system's chucked out further up the tube 
And then you can end up a bit headachy or like furry tongue kind of thing because you're taking toxins back in. You need to be flushed them out. So I, I choose to make sure my colon's clean. And like I say, my favorite option is to flush from top down. You, but when you do that with the saline, you do have to stay in the vicinity of the loo because when it comes through, it comes through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go into too much detail there. So, what, yeah, what's I was doing a quick look at some kind of history of fasting and that kind of stuff, and we did talk about it a couple of weeks ago, or when we were talking about kind of COVID weight gain and, and food issues people have been having. Mm-hmm. So, what like what's your history of fasting, and when did you learn this stuff? Well, it, it was when I was in the ashram, really. Um, that um, and what we used to do there was. Uh, worked in teams so that every sixth week I would um, I would detox. So I'd spend a week uh, on a, a fasting detox every six weeks. And then uh, one of us would be detoxing, the others would be looking after them and uh, making sure they were okay. Kind of. mm. But that was, um, I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, but, I mean, if you look at anything, if you look at Lent, in um, in the Christian tradition, um, Lent was the idea was that you would give up something, and it's a similar kind of thing. Most most beliefs, faiths, whatever, have a time where you stop being a pig and stop just kind of stuffing your face, and you spend some time looking after you and appreciating other people that have nothing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you when I like being in the Middle East, um, Ramadan, um, where People don't eat between the hours of sunlight, between sunrise and sunset. So they, they do that. The Jewish faith has similar things that go on. Sometimes you'll get people that will um, fast every Friday in the Jewish faith before their Sabbath on Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, that kind of thing. It's a big tradition in Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism. I mean, the whole idea of fasting, looking after your system, no kind of yogic idea is there. So lots of people do it naturally uh, <laughs> lots of animals do it naturally as well um mm. you'll even see some cats particularly will go and eat a load of grass and herbs um and they will either be they'll either sick it up or pass it through and they're getting rid of hairballs and stuff because they lick themselves yeah i was just as you know we're learning a lot now we've got this little little fella next to me and uh we were saying the other day apparently some dogs yet yeah, eat eat grass a sign that a dog's not very well is that it will, you'll see it eating yeah. grass so that it'll try it's trying yeah. to like yeah flush its system clean its system out a little bit yeah yeah cats do it dogs do it yeah i mean lots of animals do um but they they haven't become industrialized and urbanized you know they don't go down to iceland and get all their food in frozen plastic bags you know it, they go out and get it themselves so they have a different relationship and i, I think in many ways one of our problems is that we've lost our relationship with nature in that exactly. sense. Yeah, because you know? you, you, I'm pretty sure that, well, Cooper hasn't been doing that yet, but um, dogs that or animals that do that, they haven't been, they haven't read it in a, t- a, pot, a, a textbook and they haven't been listening to podcasts, have they? <laughs> so, yeah, they've just got that natural inbuilt. And I guess, you know, uh, for me like for me and for a lot of us we will know instinctively that we need to do something if we're not feeling right um and you know we can then we know obviously we can then fall back on the resource of the internet and books to to learn more but instinctively a lot of us will know 
um, when we need to cut back on something or that we need to take do something to get rid of a headache or that kind of thing, won't we? So maybe, yeah, yeah. we need to listen to our gut a little bit more, hey? Yeah, and, and people are going for dry January and all that kind of stuff for Stoptober. You know, that the idea of people are getting into that idea that you need to take breaks from, from things. I was talking with a, a professional earlier on today and we were talking about the whole idea about fasting and stuff like that. And he was saying how many tumours are fed by proteins and sugars. The amount of because we we eat so much protein and mm. obviously so much sugar um, that we never would have done naturally. Um, yeah, uh, you know I haven't looked into that too much, but yeah, I mean tumors and cancers and that kind of thing they can happen for all sorts of reasons. But I, I don't even yeah. I don't know if they're happening at a, a higher rate than than they used to in terms of like over the course of human history and evolution um i, I think that there, there is evidence that, that we do because of our lifestyles and the situations that we live in and pollution and stuff like that that yes the disease issues generally have increased but one of the, the problems always with when you see a statistic that says this is getting worse we don't know whether what's getting worse is really we've got a better way of diagnosing so we pick it up more yeah 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 exactly and yeah i've spoken in recent weeks about my yeah my newfangled ideas about kind of induced induced demand around like hospitals and stuff and whether my concern is that we are i mean most politicians will you know talk about how they want to build more hospitals and increase funding for healthcare and stuff and obviously it sounds good on paper but then my concern then is that are we just building in like a a reliance on on stuff and kind of an, an the expectation that oh there's there's going to be a lot more sick people and we kind of create the sickness you know <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a bit like uh, when they when they build new roads and um, like the traffic expands to fill the roads yeah. um really it's that kind kind of stuff and I, I think that's that's true for most most things you know like people's problems increase if people don't have time to worry about their problems they don't have so many problems mm. if you know what i mean you know um yeah. yeah it's fascinating all right cool we'll 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 be recording obviously in the next couple of weeks so um we'll we'll, we'll keep people posted in the background as to how you how you're getting on and how you're feeling this time because uh to, to me to me it's just normal it's like it's uh it's not not really an an, an issue uh, I've done it so many times, whereas some people might be going, oh, my God, I haven't eaten anything for two days, you know, and that's it. But think about how many people in the world maybe can't eat anything because there's nothing to eat for two days. Uh, all the stuff that's going on in Afghanistan, they're saying that one of the biggest problems that's emerging is that there there is no food. You know, one, once you take away all the support of the... Uh, of, of the countries that were that were supporting Afghanistan, there, there is no food, it's, and and they have a lot of issues to overcome like that. And it's like we don't realise how much. Do you, have you seen the thing about the carbon dioxide? Yes, I am fascinated by all that stuff, Gornia. Yeah. But it, it it made me laugh because um, we're trying to get rid of CO two in the atmosphere, and now we're complaining because we can't produce enough of it to do things to do things like kill animals to put animals in plastic bags to you know the, the whole thing was like oh my god what are we doing yeah um, and the uh that idea that we can 
have food forever. You know, you can go into a supermarket and get strawberries on Christmas Day. Well, if they were open, you could. Um, but it, it's like we have a completely unrealistic idea of everything. Interestingly, I was hunting for a particular ingredient, which I couldn't find in um, in uh, the little town I live in anyway. Um, but I, in desperation, I went into Iceland and I noticed that all the the fish cabinets were all empty. And I thought, that's really odd. And then I caught up on the CO2 thing and the fact that there's going to be um, a, a, a lack of frozen foods like meats and fishes and whatever because of this CO2. And I'm thinking, oh, but the, the shelves are already empty. Hmm, yes. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's like my my climate stuff obsession. I'm just fascinated by what where we are at the moment, and we have these kind of multiple interlinked uh, like crises coming in. You know, so obviously, yeah, we've been obsessed with Brexit in the last few years, you and I, and mm. I'm, I'm fascinated. That's obviously having knock on effects in terms of um, supply and demand and kind of transport and moving things around seamlessly and then now we've got this co2 issue for kind of many we've got gas gas prices gas prices spiking you know for, which yes because the, the supply that's why the co2 is, is stopping because yeah. they, there's not enough gas to create the fertilizer and the fertilizer created the co2 and I, okay interesting so, yeah and you know i'm trying not i don't want to freak anyone out and but we we do have a lot of very complex systems that are all reliant on each other and uh things seem to be kind of falling over so you know i've been saying for a few years now it's not when it comes to climate change it's not the melting of the ice caps you need to worry about because by the time that happens um it's over because all these mad little systems or big systems that we rely on to feed people and to keep people healthy um oh yeah that they will drop way way before <laughs> you know we get flooded out of our homes um and i think mm-hmm. I, I just wonder yeah whether we're starting to see all those kind of systems really buckle under the weight of it all now it's fascinating you know, be interesting to see yes yeah. so, yeah. it's like we've got to be positive and keep going yeah oh um, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah and hopefully we'll kind of come to the realization that i think we will you know because planet earth will force us to but a simpler life um as we kind of talk about on this show uh is is can be helpful to us can't it yeah. in terms of our you know our place in communities and our happiness and uh yeah. the amount we get to spend the amount of time we get to spend with friends and family which is what most people want to do basically that's we all work that's why we work so hard isn't it we need some hygge yes need, yeah good family um, social well-being Indeed. So you're going to what's your results, Sean? You're linking to the, uh, the the detail. Yeah, yeah. If we can put the link into the um, to the thirteen uh, day detox, yeah, that'd be brilliant. And I mean, if anybody wants to email me about it and discuss it, that's fine. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'll put that on the website, and uh, I will link to a, a, a TED talk I found about intermittent fasting, um, mm. which yeah, which people that want to learn a bit more about that. Uh, mm. It's quite a fascinating. Uh, world to get involved in i think yep very good all right sean cool well uh, we'll catch you again next week and uh let's just let's just hear it let's just hear it for a little cooper who's done a great little job on his first podcast yeah yeah, yeah. he's doing very good i wonder if vocal in the future <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. All right, Sean. I'll, I'll catch you okay. in next week. Yeah, you take care. See, See you. Bye. Bye.